0: Welcome to the Superconscious Success
1: Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality,
0: and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, where I connect with spiritual leaders, starseeds and lightworkers to help you to connect with your higher self and source to discover your truth and embrace the divine being you're designed to be. This podcast is able to helping you to discover the light, both outside and within you, and eliminate the fear that our 3D reality and our ego insists on pushing unto us. Once we discover who we truly are and we live from a place of love rather than fear, then we can ascend into the higher dimensions. Now, I'm so excited to have with me today another incredible guest who is going to be talking about one of my favorite topics and pastimes, and that is Feng Shui. My guest today is Suzanne Butler owner of lifestyle design, and former communicator in the Australian Defence Force. Now, after 25 years of corporate life spanning over a number of different industries, Suzanne has found her true passion and calling by immersing herself in feng shui after achieving some incredible results personally with your modality. As a study of the traditional flying stars feng shui, Suzanne has the ability and knowledge to transform a home and its occupants from potentially dire to complete harmony with abundance and prosperity go along with it. Suzanne's experience spans over a number of topics, including manifestation, intention and goal setting, creating a vision for the life you want to lead, and of course, Feng Shui. Hey, Suzanne, how are you doing today? I'm, well,
1: for a Saturday morning when the <laughs> view got is quite dreary, I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. Uh, is, the, is the weather over there pretty pretty drab at the moment too, is it? Uh, it's starting to warm up, but uh, I think we're going to have a bit of a overcast weekend. So there'll be no sunbathing, let's be uh, honest. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: well, over here in Perth it's like pouring down with rain and it has been for the last three weeks. So yeah. it's just, but nothing stops my husband and I from, from going out for our walks and and taking the dogs later on and stuff, we still like to get out there and get some fresh air. Because let's face it, that make, always makes you feel good. Yes, absolutely. So so we're going to be talking today about one of my favourite topics, and I I got introduced to it um, years ago when I found that decluttering was was something that I was passionate about I found that when things there was too much stuff around it was made me feel uneasy and on edge and I've got two teenagers I've got an 18 and a 20 year old so of course the house always has something going on on with it so my husband would come home and he'd he'd find that this has been shifted and this has been shifted and I'd be like oh no I've got I've got to shift this around because you know according to Feng Shui this is going to be the right location and and I found that it changed how I felt. It found not only the decluttering, but the the way that I, I put the furniture, the way that I um, reorganize things. Um, and then I started learning about the energy and and chi and the flow and all that sort of stuff. So it's one of my absolute favorites. I do it frequently and at least once a year I do a big overhaul of the house. Um, just to make sure everything's in the right spot and change things around a little bit. So I'm excited to be talking to you about this because I haven't, don't really know much about the um, flying stars feng shui. So yeah. I'm excited to learn about it. But before we do go into that, you've got an interesting, interesting story because you. You came from a background in the military, a background in I think insurance or something you were doing as well. So the more of the corporate background to something um but small like this. So can you tell us your story as to how you got to
1: where you are today? Yeah, so um my really random life journey sort of started um I think really when I was 13 and we'd had a, a job expo at school mm-hmm. and they'd had um, a defense um, stand there um, and it literally was at that point I went home that day and I said mum I'm joining the army and I'm going to be a cook she said no you're not so I didn't join the army <laughs> I kept um, pursuing and I ended up joining the air force, um, as a communicator. Mm -hmm. Um, and I left, I left when I was 18 and, um, then I got bored Mm -hmm. and I thought, what am I doing in the air force? We don't do anything. We don't go anywhere. Like if you're in the wrong um, stream, then you don't do anything. You stay in Australia. And I wanted to do basically what I'd been trained to do. So I made the decision to transfer to the Navy, which I did and underwent some additional training and then was sent on deployment to, of all places, Christmas Island. So I'm one of the few people in the world, I suppose, that has spent actually Christmas at Christmas Island. Um, That was an experience, uh, I have to say. Um, Unfortunately, my career came to a crashing halt. I had an accident. I fell down uh, about two metres down a ladder bay and dislocated my ankle in two places. Pretty much destroyed my back, um, which made me be medically discharged. I discharged you, yeah. And then um, I just, I, I guess I just lost my place in the world. I didn't really know what I wanted and I've just always had a really strong work ethic that I had to work. Like you have to have a job, you have to contribute to society, you have to pay your bills. Um, so I just followed a path of... Um, like I went, I discharged and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So mm. I took that opportunity to, I went overseas for six months. I went backpacking and traveled the world. Um, and I think that was the first time ever I've really felt like me because I no one knew me. So no. I could be whatever. And it was a really freeing experience that when I came back and everything sort of came over the top of me again, Um and I started working, I was desperate, I couldn't find a job, I was desperate to find a job, um, money was running out, and ended up going from working at a school as the bursar or the, the administrator, I then moved into um, the insurance industry, and I moved from um, managing documents through to underwriting hotels, and then underwriting hard to place liability, which I really loved. And because there was so much it was high pressure. So it yeah. was really good. Um, but then I asked the question about well I'm and you know, I had I had facts and figures in front of me of what I um had done for the team. Like there was a team of six and I'd done three quarters of the work. Mm-hmm. And I said, well I would basically I want a promotion. I want a pay rise. I'm doing all this work. There's proof here that I've done it. And it was basically declined. So um so I'm not one that will uh, accept no for an answer. So I quit. Mm-hmm. And I moved into the insurance, um, sorry, the recruitment industry. I became a recruiter. Um, but, again, I'm not really, I don't really like KPIs, let's yeah. be honest. I don't like cold calling. It's not my thing. Um, but I ended up in a um, a really good company that did executive recruitment and I became the team liaison Um, and was managing, doing all the stuff, bits of recruitment that I love doing, but not having to do the calls. So that worked. Um, But then I made a big decision. I wanted to move from Melbourne to Brisbane. And I thought, why can't I just start my own business? So then I moved into my own business of being a virtual assistant, which was quite successful. Um, And then it was around this time that um, I was in a relationship that was quite, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, but me being as positive as I am thinking, <laughs> great, Listen, no, he loves me. We're going to be happy ever after. Uh, no, um, I was running three businesses at that point And then, cause he had a, he was a, he was a painter. So I was running his business, managing all of that. He was also a martial arts instructor. So we'd started a martial arts school up here and I had grown it from nothing to 130 students within 12 months. Wow. It was very, very successful. And I had my business. He got really sick. Money started running out the door and I didn't know what was going on. And I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? Hmm. What What am I actually doing wrong? Um, because, you know, I had a really good accountant. I had a lot of really good coaches around me that were providing the right advice and the advice that they were giving, I would still accept today and, and take today. Hmm. And I would give to other people, but something wasn't working. And it wasn't until I was in a group on Facebook, um, called like-minded bitches drinking wine I <laughs> <laughs> love it um, let's be honest it can be a bit toxic in there sometimes but there's some good good content but um, I came across a um, someone promoting a, a video for a feng shui program and I've, I've heard of feng shui before I've been following someone else that was which I now know was doing a different school of feng shui which obviously we'll talk about later Um, so I watched this video about what my now mentor can do to change your life mm. and I was like, I have to do this I have no choice like I I've done everything else like what else can I do like this this is just really resonating with me and at that point I had no money I was stressing so hard about how to pay um contractors how to pay the paint bill how to pay rent for the dojo like I we had no money yeah and I'm yeah. like I can't not do this. So I just closed my eyes and pressed submit and hope for the best and um, got my report and started implementing like a crazy person and I'm pretty sure people thought I was crazy um, and things started turning around straight away and I thought, oh, there's something in this. Um, and what happened from that was money started coming in and staying, legal problems that we were having started to go away mm-hmm. and my toxic relationship ended which for most people would think well that's a negative that your relationship but no not if it's how bad it actually was because I was so tired mm. um that I didn't even notice and um it helped me actually end that relationship um unfortunately I didn't learn I'm not one to learn the first time <laughs> you have to do it again yeah, yeah. I don't listen to the universe all the time. I, I've started now, but um, a lot of the time I don't. And I like to, I like to push it a second or yeah. third time just to see if Stay I got it right. Far, you can push it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So then I met someone really quickly after that, and Wellwind uh, got married within six months. Wow. Okay.
0: You do stupid. like
1: to push it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I got divorced less than eighteen months later. So because it was an abusive relationship and blah, blah, blah. But feng shui also ended that. Yeah. So um, had it not been for these experiences, I wouldn't have learnt and I wouldn't be where I am right now. So I'm grateful yeah. uh, for going through that because I've learnt from it. And, um, yeah, so then I got the opportunity um, end of 2020 to become certified with feng shui and i'd been begging patricia my mentor for years i want to learn how do i learn this who did you learn from where can i go to learn this where can i become a? I want to become a practitioner how do i do it yeah finally um said wow. well i'm gonna run a course and then it was then it came money thing again like well i'm just going through a divorce how am i going to pay for this she goes you can pay a deposit pay it off all right, done. Work the first time, we'll do it again. So um, with that then experience of going deeper into how it actually works, um, that growth and mindset has just, the trajectory yeah. is ridiculous. And, yeah, that's that's why I'm here where I'm here. Nothing stops me doing what I want to do now. No, Nothing.
0: Absolutely. And, and people don't realise that when you're in a toxic relationship, um, thankfully I now have a I have a husband who's fantastic and I've got two amazing kids but I have been in toxic relationships and it can suck the life out of you and yep. it can affect the energy that is in your environment um, which can block um, that that money from coming to you it can it blocks it can, everything it blocks everything it blocks your cheek um, and I think that it's it's I know myself the the impact it has on me um and so i'm excited to to hear about your style but what do you think happened between because when you're with your first partner um yeah. you first got introduced to feng shui so you started implementing that um, but what happened between when you broke up with him and when you found the second partner? Were you still doing feng shui at that time, or had you kind of had things kind of gotten in the way, and and you kind of found yourself vulnerable again at that no, time? No,
1: no the um the the feng shui is when the way I we practice, it's always in place. So we change things out every year. Everything yep. moves out yep. once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything was in place in my home. Um, but I hadn't learned the mindset, and I yeah. hadn't—I wasn't listening to the universe. So the way feng shui actually works, yes, it's hundred percent energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can only speak for my school of feng shui, which is the Flying Stars classical. Yep. Um, but once your home is remedied, if there's something not going right in your life, it's not your home. No, you. And if you refuse to acknowledge that, if you refuse to actually try and um, fix it. Um, then the universe is going to push you up against the wall by the throat until you deal with it because it won't go away. Yeah. So, the biggest indication of that, or the example I have that is, um, I had massive money blocks, um, because I was always worried about where money was coming from. I have never been a person that had to worry about money, money's always been there when I need it, and until you started worrying about it, yeah, until I started worrying about it, and it was. We'd, I'd implemented everything and money started coming in and then it stopped Just sort of beat it out again. And I had the I did a one-on-one with Patricia and she's walking around my house. She goes, no, everything's fine until we got to my office. Oh, and we're wow. looking at my office. So this is the one of the big things I teach people is setting up their workspace for success because mm-hmm. that's really, really good. Um, and she said, is this where you sit every day? And I said, yes. Yeah. She goes, "And you can't see the problem here. But obviously not because this is how I'm sitting. <laughs> um, and she said, Your your desk is up against the wall and you're facing in the corner, like you're, you're cornered, you're pushing up against and it. And you're back against said, the wall? Against you can't wall? See the door? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't see the door. So you see, you can't see what's coming towards you. So you just turn your desk around for a start. I went, Okay. And then I'm swinging the phone around um, the rest of the room. She goes, Hey, what's that on the desk? I what's all that paperwork I said it's my tax paperwork she goes why is it sitting there I said because I haven't done my tax she said do your tax I said yeah but if I do my tax I'm gonna have to pay tax and I haven't got any money to pay tax so I don't want to do my tax she says do your tax because that's when my head was out I was like if I do my tax I'm gonna get a bill I'm gonna have to pay it it, so what how am I gonna I just won't do it and she said do your tax so I went into my tax. I didn't have to pay tax. I got an $8,000 return. Mm-hmm. And that's when my floodgates of money started opening for me. And because I'd removed that money block. Yeah. Um, so this is what the, it, the house was pushing me, it was refusing to give me money until I sorted that one thing out. I mm-hmm. mean um, it's the same with relationships. it will force you to deal with something. If you're constantly arguing with your partner and your house is remedied, it's not the house. You need to sort out, well, why are you fighting? What are you fighting about? Is it consistent theme? Because if it is, you need to sort it out because nothing's going to change until you do. And whether it, it ends the relationship or not, it really doesn't matter because mm-hmm. your home is pushing you to your highest good. And yeah. if that in that relationship because it's toxic, then so be it. You will survive and you will get through it. Your house will support you through it. So...
0: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because... You know, we often think of our house as being brick and mortar, but it's so much more than that. And Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's where we live every single day. It's where our energy resides. It's where, and and making sure that our house is has got this free flowing energy, and that like like with the office, the first thing I learned with Feng Feng uh, Feng Shui was to about the desk, and yeah. so I always made sure that my desk was. Um, facing the door but not in in straight in front of it um and where I am now because my daughter she's 18 and she's actually started her lash business from home yeah so she's got clients come in so I set up a lash room which was my office and so now I've moved out into the front um what used to be our living room um and even setting up the the desk here making sure that it's you know facing a nice window not in a line with the door but um you know not facing towards a wall or anything like that it makes such a massive difference with yeah. with the energy and how you feel and and what comes towards you but i really love the fact that you pointed out about the mindset side of it because feng shui is great for the energy. It's great for balancing and remedying different areas. But if you don't have your mind in the right place, if you're still stuck on, you know, money blocks, as as Suzanne was just talking about, then Feng Shui is not going to fix that for you. Yeah. You've got to do the work. You've got to do yeah. the work with any blocks that you've got. You've got to work with your subconscious. You've got to work on the areas of your life like like Suzanne said the toxic relationships why are you fighting with your partner why are you fighting with your kids sometimes the what I have found though that sometimes if the energy if, if the feng shui needs to be remedied or it's too cluttered then you will tend to argue more within the house as well because yeah. of the, because of the energy so explain why that might be happening
1: to Suzanne. Okay so um each home is very different. Mm-hmm. So your neighbor's house will actually be different to yours. It goes by um, work on where your house is placed mm-hmm. according to the compass. So um, a difference of five degrees can make a huge difference depending on which way it's turned, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, there's four four types of homes as well. You've got a good for money, good for people, a bad for money, bad for people, good for people, bad for money, and bad for people, good for money. Okay. Okay. So if people have, you know, they, they could be, to say, a couple that are, you know, they're exceptionally happy. like mm-hmm. they're, They've had a great marriage um, and everything's great for them and they sell the house and they move to a new home and all of a sudden they start fighting and then within 18 months they're divorced the chances mm-hmm. are that house is bad for people, at least. Oh, dear. Um, and I see this over and over again. <laughs> um, but then on a the second layer, we've got the house type, but then we have a lot of, we we work with numbers, and this is where the flying stars or flying numbers come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and each part of your home has two numbers, and each of those combinations means something. So um, if your children are having problems or you know autistic or um they've got behavioral problems that you know yes there's no cure for it or what the house can either help or hinder as well okay so you know you might have in somewhere in your house that might be bad for children or not ideal for children and there might be um places in your home that are not ideal for young adults there might be places in your home that are really good for money there might be places in your um in your house that could mean their propensity for a fire or theft or all number of things. Um, So what I do when I run the numbers is I, I mean, I very rarely tell the occupants exactly what it says because it can be quite scary. Mm. Um, But what they've told me in their questionnaire will be reflective of what's going on in the house. So um, one of my most recent clients, her house is actually good for money, good for people, which you would think would be fantastic. Um, but the numbers inside her house were that bad. Um, I actually had to have them checked by a third party I thought I've done this wrong. This, this cannot be, this can't be right. Wow. Because everything she was telling me about what had happened to them, like, yes, it was reflective. I thought it can't be that bad, surely. Mm. Like the point of having, um, oh, I won't go into it cause it's too personal, but, um, just a massive issues yeah. like that was really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, really they're really really happy but just all the other things going on for them yeah reflective so we've um in only the last two weeks we've put all the remedies in well she's nearly got them all in and I said how are you feeling she goes I don't want to leave this house anymore I don't want to sell it and move so she was at the place
0: that she was like I don't know what's going on
1: no hated it she just, she said, all I've done is move furniture around. Nothing fits. Nothing feels right, and I just don't, I don't like it. I hate it here. And I said, okay, well, let's put the remedies in and see what happens. And within a week, she's like, I feel calmer. I feel better in here. Um, so it went from being really, really bad for her to yeah. now she, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling at home here. Wow. So, yeah. So, so the the different numbers as
0: as you go through the house um can determine. So say if the numbers were bad in the kids' rooms, this could affect how their how their behavior is and how yeah. Their... Well,
1: we remedy we remedy um the house anyway with um we use elements to remedy. So we use metal water earth, um, wood and fire to mm-hmm. remedy. So we place things in the home. So it's not moving furniture or painting walls or anything like that. It's yeah. adding yeah. a, like, this is, I, I need a uh, water remedy here. Um, so I've got like a jar here of water. moving mm-hmm. the pump. In. That's, that's what a remedy is. Um, and so interesting enough that was running low. I put more water in that yesterday, last night. And then with half an hour, I got a new client. Wow. Cool.
0: I mean, I I I use a lot of like water fountains in the areas that I need it, um, and so I think that it's so so in the office we know that water is particularly important because water is actually not very, necessarily. I mean, so
1: this is where this cool. is where the different schools come into effect. Okay. So why um when I say your house will be different to next door mm-hmm. um. Because because yours what I do is very bespoke to the home. So you've got the Bagua map, mm-hmm. which tells you what areas of your life are reflective of what. Mm-hmm. That's very generic. So I, you know, the north is reflective of is your career area, and the element for the north is water. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I'm actually running the numbers on a particular house, you could actually need fire there. Okay. If you put water in there because the bag wise told you to put water, it could actually be detrimental.
0: So this is where my what
1: my school is incredibly specific to what actual home needs. Um, so I can't talk for the other schools because I don't. To be honest, I actually don't understand how they work because it doesn't. It actually doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, this makes because it's dependent on. On the actual home and the compass direction, um, and the actual numbers that are flying through. So um, that's why I do. Yeah. What? I, um. I mean, the, some people get great results using other schools, and you know, yes, changing the energy and decluttering, hundred percent is is definitely what we um, prescribe to do mm-hmm. and start with. Um, because we all know that when you when you clean up your office, when you clean up your kitchen, everything just feels better. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but what I do is very, very specific for each individual home.
0: Okay. So how would somebody that's at home, I know that it's very specific. So, so getting somebody to come in and and obviously help you if you're, if you're dealing with some sort of issues or, um, you're feeling a little out of place in your house, you're not exactly sure what's going on and, um, then definitely getting an expert to come in and, and take a look is a great way to start. Uh, yeah. But how how could somebody first make some changes using your school that might be able to get them started on that path?
1: Yeah, so there's plenty of tips that will work for any any school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like if you're having issues with money, tying a red um red ribbon or red um something around the outgoing pipes for your uh, um like sinks and things like that that stops the flow of money out of you, out of your home. Okay. Um, making sure that your toilet seat is down so you're not flushing away money mm-hmm. um something i'm constantly dip- telling the guys <laughs> yeah, yeah um and keeping your bathroom door closed as well is also a good option um keeping your front door clean and clear so giving your front door a wash down and your front windows because the windows are the the eyes to your home and obviously the front door is your is the mouth to the home so that's where all the cheese is going to come in yeah so keeping it Clean and tidy and welcoming. Um, Opening your front door daily is certainly, whether you use the front door, you know, as your entry or not, that is your front door. That's where the chi will actually enter. So opening your door for a couple of minutes a day will also um, help bring in good chi and move things around for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got um, things like in your bathrooms. Don't use a lot of blue. Use yes, more. Tones in your in your in your bathrooms um and in your bedrooms so bedroom. what's the reasoning behind that Suzanne? well the bathrooms are very much a water area mm-hmm. so if you're adding things like blue towels you're adding more water well, which it. floods it can cause emotional problems um flooding that sort of not not literal flooding but yeah. like it's too much water so we put in earth to to dam mm-hmm. the water because um, all the elements work in conjunction with another, it, either to activate or, or, um, or amplify mm-hmm. or reduce. So um, I've actually got it here. So that's the the life cycle of the, the elements and how they work. Okay, with cool. Each other. Yeah, so obviously um, you wouldn't put when you need wood, you wouldn't put fire. No. But if you need fire, you'd put wood. Mm hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I have like the biggest thing and I, I it, it blows my mind. So here in my part of my office, I need water and the other side, I actually need fire. Um. So on my, on the wall, I've got artwork that's red. So I'll see fire. And because I live in a small apartment, it's enough. I don't need huge amounts of fire that that will be suffice. But I had a fiddle leaf fig um, when I moved here. Put all my plants on the balcony because it was very sheltered great light I thought they're all going to thrive out there anyway no we all know how fickle fiddle leaf figs can be um, and this one really didn't like it oh, and no. it two um new growths on it that both died within like a day um and it all the leaves started coming off it i thought oh i've, I've loved on this plant for like three years and now it's dying on me and what am i doing so i moved it inside um and I placed it in in an area where I need metal. Um, and it should have been fine, but it really wasn't that happy. Um, and the leaves still kept falling off. So I thought, oh, I'll move it into my office where I need fire. Because I know when I put plants where I need fire, they go stupid. Yeah. So I put it here, um, it was two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. I put it here within four days. I had new growth. Wow. Coming. I've not lost any more leaves. I've also got a. Um, I've got a disc. I love orchids, and I got a discount, you know, fire sale orchid from Bunnings. Um, I think it was like eight bucks or something. Well, no, yeah. not even. Um, had two little orchids on it, but that was it. They've died off. But I thought oh, I'm not going to throw it away. No, orchids will come back. So I've put that here in my office as well, and that's also got new growth on it. Um, yeah. And my bamboo is just going stupid. Yeah. So. Um, that's like if, if people putting plants and they keep dying in a particular area it's because they shouldn't be there
0: yeah um, I noticed I noticed that myself I, I had some bamboos in my office um, obviously in the wrong in the wrong spot and then I shifted yeah. it out to a different area and then it just started started growing yeah. and blossoming so um, how will somebody know what their room is lacking in whether their room's lacking in fire or water
1: or or whatever. How would they know that? Ah, uh, it would be very hard to mm. know that without knowing the numbers and yeah. being told what to put in. So this is my little bible here of what tells me what goes where. Like there's thousands of combinations in here. Okay, of what I need to put in and what goes in where. And oh uh, okay. Well, what's the person wanting to do? Are they wanting to bring in love or money or and it can vary like we can mm-hmm. actually put options in some places okay. so um yeah unless unless we actually run the numbers it would yeah. be very hard you can try the generic bagua yeah um the north is water and um south for fire or i can not remember what it is i can not think what it is because i don't <laughs> practice bagua. that yeah <laughs> um um so yeah you can you can certainly change things And around and put those in if you wanted to um you know and it comes down to color as well so metal is reflective obviously metallic colors and um pastel colors fire is obviously fiery colors reds pinks yellows that sort of thing um but then there's tones to colors as well so um like we'd never i'd never recommend um putting blue in bedrooms no because it's a very moody emotional color especially for teens i would never put um like paint a teen boy especially i'd never paint their room blue like a navy blue okay. it's too emotional you know they spend so much time in there um and we all know you become what you surround yourself by um you know teenage hormones are as bad as enough as they are you don't want <laughs> don't to add to <laughs> the the moodiness and everything as well it's the same with girls rooms with bright pink you know if, if you've got a lot of pink in a child's bedroom um the chances are they're quite anxious or they might sleep um, or they've got, you know, some additional anger problems or things like that. So because it's such a fiery red car, that's why at Christmas everyone argues because there's so much red around.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, even with my daughter, like she went through a phase where she was changing the colour of her room every year. It was just, you know, depending she was on in a different mood or a different phase or, and the room started off as pink. That's because yeah. when we bought the house, that's what it was. It was a little girl's room or something rather, And then my daughter decided that she didn't like it. And she, she's an anxious child. So, yeah. uh, so we changed that and we changed it up to a green because that's what she, she wanted. And yeah. that tended to calm her a bit. And yep. then, um she went through the the teenage moody hormone phase and started to and then painted it gray. and that was her that was her that's what it is now. Um, yep. but that's just what that's what she wanted. What does gray signify? Sorry. What does gray signify in terms of the colors? Oh like... well, gray is a is a
1: metallic color, so it's yeah. actually quite balanced good.
0: Okay, good. So that so that help in the in regards to the um in regards to the the hormones and stuff. It's not too fiery. Absolutely. So she's never so, wanted yeah. To...
1: Either metal or earth tones would be recommended because earth obviously gives you stability. Yeah, it's grounding. Um, and then obviously your metals are, uh, you know, give them the balance and stability. Like the weight, it'll actually keep things weighted yeah. down. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. cool. That's that's interesting to know because we often don't think too much about it. We don't think too no. much about the colours in our homes or and and this is typically why most most walls will within a house that feels so airy and light will yeah. be either a cream colour or a, a white or something that's more balanced as opposed to yeah bright colors but in saying that there there have been spaces that I've done feature walls and I've I've made that certain colors um like in my in my meditation area I make it like a purple um, being the spiritual color uh that works really well for me it's very it's very calming and soothing for me so again
1: it depends on the yeah, it depends on the tone and it depends the pale, on the person if it's a pale purple mm-hmm. then that's that's a metallic color yeah if it's Purple, yeah. Then Cadbury purple—that's a fire color. Cadbury purple, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Like, like the the chocolates you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. So Cadbury Cadbury purple, um, the royal purple Mm -hmm. color—that's a fire. That's a fire color color, because it's very strong. So yeah, so literally, if it's a lilac, then that's a metallic color. If it's um a puce or a you know bright a little, it's probably more (laughs) earthy earthy um earthy purple yeah so there are different, um tones to each of the colors too the
0: colors yeah wow cool oh wow this is this has been really interesting is there anything else that uh because the little remedies that you can do throughout the home uh, are very interesting we've we've spoken about the toilet seats uh always make sure that your that your drains are unblocked yep. and that they're unclogged and that yep. money's you know because money is you know needs to be able to flow if we're talking about money or energy of any type yes. so you don't want stuff blocked get stuff fixed when it's broken yeah and make sure that things are running properly and what else can we offer them that will just help them to to get started on maybe moving things around make sure that you declutter and get rid of anything that has negative energy attached to it
1: yeah, so uh, removing um, it, like if you're single and you're wanting to bring a new person in, you need to go through everything and get rid of anything that is reflective of a previous relationship. Yes. So I don't yes. care whether you've been married and you've got a bunch of photos of your wedding there. Get rid of them. Yeah. Get yeah. rid of them. They, you don't need them anymore. You've got you don't want it. That's the marriage ended. It's it was done. It was it was actually even though you might have gotten on and you've moved on it's actually a negative experience remove them from your life yeah. get rid of your wedding dresses your daughter is not going to wear it don't keep it um any journals that you've written in burn them you don't need to read back on your previous you can remember it you don't need to re- reread it so mm. burn them um knives in your kitchen put them in the cupboard or put them in a drawer don't leave them on your bench top um that's something my husband's very thing about actually is is
0: that is the knives never leave it on the counter
1: yeah because they're weapons Mm -hmm. um so one of my one of my clients um she was fighting with her husband couldn't work out why because they love each other (laughs) um and I went to her house and looked at the kitchen which is actually her love and relationship area and they had three knife blocks on their bench oh dear yeah. I don't have my um. Mind. So I've of put them away, and then um, she also had a so artwork's really important as well. What mm-hmm. does art reflect in life? Um, she had uh, an image which it was. There's nothing wrong with this. Is like nothing is wrong with your art, but what's it saying? Yeah. Because yeah. um, this particular image they had in the art was with two people actually boxing. Oh, okay. In the center of their home, which is self, so it's actually reflective of fighting. So I said, "What do? You, what's this saying to you?" She went, "Oh my God, I've never really looked at it." I yeah. said, "What has got to come down?" I said, "Yes." And so they've removed that, and it, they've stopped fighting. So you know, it, it's just multi laid and that's what I do. I don't just run numbers and throw a report at someone saying you got to put a bit of metal here. I actually look at everything in their home. Like I do in my, I've got a client group on Facebook. I do weekly lives where I get them to put photos up of their home. Yeah. Um yeah. and I go through everything and make suggestions of what they could do to fix certain things. Um I did a um a walkthrough yesterday with one of my clients who's trying to sell a house um just to get things moving because she's not had any luck. I mean I sold my house in two days. Yeah. Uh, because my house is fully remedied and I had everything in and I knew what I needed to do um but yeah just letting go of things that no longer serve you you yeah. don't need those yeah. things from your childhood anymore you just don't they' no. get you don't need those stuffed toys you don't need your school books you don't need anything from previous relationships um you don't need to keep all those all those birthday cards
0: oh my husband's a big one for hoarding the birthday cards and I keep saying to him sweetie we don't need these birthday cards they can go yeah. now we're never going
1: to look at them again I don't um, give birthday cards anymore no me I no, no. <laughs> well what do we do and you just chuck them out so yeah. it's just wasteful. that's why they, that's uh, why
0: they start to do the digital ones now yeah because it's just like what's the point because people yeah. half the time they don't even read them anyway you know so it's kind of yeah. So it's going to be so so try and get rid of anything that is from your past that you don't need anymore. Because yep. we hold on to stuff going, oh, but we might need it. When I moved from um Melbourne to back to Perth again, I um had like a, a games room out the back and I put all the boxes in there that we had from there to here. And three years later I still hadn't gone through it. And so I ditched the lot. And I said, yeah. if I haven't used it in three years, then I don't, I don't need, need it. it. And so you need to start thinking, okay, well, if I haven't used something, my thing is if I haven't used something in six months, then I don't need it. It's yeah. It can go. Because the fact of the matter
1: is if you needed it, you would have found it. Well, it's and- just like when I when I sold my house and moved, I was downsizing from a three-bedroom house with two-car garage, swimming pool, all the things, into a two-bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. which is small. Um, and I had to obviously get rid of so much stuff. And I mean, it's easy for me because I understand how it all affects me. Yeah. So it, you know, it is an easy exercise for me, but I'm down in my garage. I'd organized a skip because I knew I'd had to get rid of that much and it was nothing worth selling. I've got a skip delivered. I'm going through the garage and here is that box, that little tub of all the cords from every electronic device <laughs> then we don't have. know what attaches last to years and you don't even know what they're for why have i got this yeah like the the thing for the garmin watch that i don't even have anymore like the charger why have i got this it went in the skip yeah you know just ditched all this stuff that i just did not need because well if i do need it um these these things called shops yeah and i can go and buy it again if i need it Exactly, but I haven't used it in three years I've been here, so I'm pretty sure I'm safe. Um, so it, it's it really is being quite ruthless, and you know, I sold. I had I was given um my great grandmother's a couple of teacups, you know, bone china teacups. Yeah, and they've been in my cupboard for forever. I've never used them. I've had them for twenty years. And I sentimental reasons. reasons and... It wasn't even sentimental to me. They were just given to me. Like, they uh, didn't mean to me. I kept them out of a false sense of loyalty, needing to. Um, so I sold them. Yeah. And got a hundred bucks for them. Nice. You got some. So awesome. Someone else, someone else needed them. Um, I didn't, or someone else wanted them. I didn't. So. I might as well let them go. And it was the same for so much other stuff that I'd been given that I never used, I didn't like, it wasn't practical. And I was literally, every time I'd move, I'd move it from the cupboard it was in into a box, from the box, back into the cupboard
0: and never use it. Exactly. And I've always, I've always been of the belief that, look, yes, we, we need to accept when, when stuff comes to us, but there's nothing wrong with moving it on. There's nothing no. wrong with going someone else is going to love this. I'm a big yeah. one for for giving stuff to the op shops, and if it doesn't suit me anymore, if it's still in good condition and somebody else is going to benefit from it, then do it because yeah. the fact of the matter is what we liked maybe fifteen years ago isn't what we like right now, and yeah. even i've got I've got my nan um, my nan's ninety four and I've got her mum's old organ still sitting here. I used to play the organ and I'm never going to use it again it's but I've been holding on to it out of sentimentality yeah out of well if I get rid of this and even my even my mum and dad have said look just sell it you know you don't you don't need you're not going to use it again and it's something I've been struggling with because it's something that my nan gave me she's kind of like nearing death and um and then I started realizing, look, you've just got to clear this because it's just, it's just blocking it. It's just yeah. blocking your way. And and so I've got to try and find a way to be able to move that on to somebody else that's probably going to use it because I, in all reality, don't have the time or the energy to get back to playing the music. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so things like that. We hold on to things for sentimental reasons. And sometimes that's that can be a block. And yep. we need to figure out whether it's going to be worth it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So,
0: wow, this has been a lot of a lot of awesome content. So, if if people want to get involved in this and they would like you to remedy their home, or um, how do they get in touch with you, Suzanne?
1: Okay, so I'm on all the socials, mm-hmm. um, but I do have a free Facebook group where I do put up tips and I answer questions. Like excellent. <laughs> questions. Um, and that's called Designing Your Life on Your Terms with Feng Shui. Um, so you can join that and you can get a, a download um, of 10 ways to bring more abundance into your life as well Excellent. when you join. Um, then I've got a couple of ways if you wanted to work with me. I have um a um a group program um where it's a community and I provide you with the report and provide advice. I do weekly lives and um, give you specific advice based on your actual home and photos and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'm I'm just about to bring so but I guess by the time this actually goes up, I will have actually launched some different packages. So you can always just reach out to me um and have a chat and see what would work for you. Um yes the things are about to change and yes by the time this is launched I'll actually have a quiz available for you to decide or work out what, what type of home you live in. Thanks. Um, that you're not actually imagining things and yeah. that things you potentially think
0: because say say somebody had a had a house that was in the bad for people good for money or good for money bad for the people or whatever it is um yeah. do they have to up and sell or can they remedy that so that, no
1: yeah no, no you don't need a burnt house you don't need <laughs> to sell we
0: good. fix it
1: Good. We fix it with a couple of external remedies, so um, there's no. It's it's actually no um, surprise or that you know major hotels have got big water features at the yes. front. Yeah. Um. Because we look at and, and and why people come in and at this at the construction stage and and um help build homes to the best position. Um. So yeah, we we do a number of different things. Um, awesome. To the channel of the home. Fantastic, fantastic. So there's nothing there's nothing
0: wrong with your home. It can be fixed. If something, if you're finding that you're a little uneasy, your your family's going through a little bit of turmoil, whatever it is, you're not getting enough money into the house, then definitely um check out Suzanne and check out her Facebook group and and get moving on it because I know myself Feng Shui has made a massive impact in my life and I absolutely love it and thank you so much today Suzanne for being here with me. My
1: pleasure, thank you for having me.
0: And for letting us know all about your school and and, um, what it can offer. So thanks so much and you enjoy the rest of your Saturday.